0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Zach, back again with Matt today. And today we're bringing you a Halloween-themed episode for spooky season. As we're sitting down to record right now, it is currently October 29th, so Halloween's coming up here in the next couple days. So we figured we'd record this, get it posted here shortly, and then uh, you guys have something to listen to for spooky season. Talk about some spooky shit. (laughs) So what we did, and we actually did... I don't believe we did a Halloween episode last year, but in 2020, we did a Halloween-themed episode, I'm pretty sure. Can't I know we did was, one at least one year.
1: I, I don't know if it was like a straight Halloween or if it was like our favorite. I mean, I think it was themed around Halloween, but I don't even know if we talked that much about
0: Halloween. Yeah, I think we just kind of talked about scary movies and stuff. Yeah, anyway. or
1: like our favorite candy. Like, Yeah. And let's get it straight. Halloween is just a holiday made up by the candy companies to get all of us diabetes. and uh, Diabetes? And um, cavities. You couldn't think of cavities. cavities. I'm like, well, what's that one word that you know you know, affects your teeth?
0: You know what's really exciting about getting older? I just found out last year that I can no longer eat Twix bars because they fuck my stomach up. And that's like my favorite candy bar of all time.
1: You just got to power through it. <laughs> that's oh, that's pretty much. It's just because you don't want it. So we were actually,
0: enough. you know, I told you me and King and Caleb were in Cruces a couple weeks back to go watch that New Mexico State game. And we we had, we had all got uh, this place, this ice cream place called Caliche's. We got ice cream, like, late at night on Sunday night, fucked all of our stomachs up. And before we even went there, I was asking King, I was, because we were talking about, like, supposedly, like, a giant percentage of the nation is lactose intolerant. Right. You just... And I was like, I was like, are you it. lactose intolerant? He's like, oh, yeah. He goes, it it ruins my stomach. And I was like, but you're still eating ice cream? He's like, yeah, I just pushed through <laughs> it. Like, I think that's pretty much what everyone does is they're yeah. just like, yeah, this really hurts my stomach, but I'm going to eat it anyway because fuck it. You know, it, you, it tastes good. I mean, too
1: good. It, it comes to a point where you're like, it tastes too good. I can deal with the stomach pain or yeah. the gas or whatever, like the yeah. bloating. And then you're like, I'm just going to get through it. And then you eat it. You're like, that was so good. And then I bet you it's like two hours later. Like, oh, like I, God, I, was, I, I really was regret, regret it. it. <laughs> It's like if you go like to a Mexican restaurant and you eat all the chips yep. and salsa and then you get this like massive like chimichanga and you eat yep. it and then you get home and you're like, oh, that was so, oh, that was so good. But
0: yeah, like, now oh. I'm going to be on the toilet. <laughs> oh
1: it's here oh it's here okay i'll be
0: back so yeah that's one of the encouraging things about getting older is you just stop being able to enjoy the things you used to be able to eat because i remember when i was a kid i could just eat like literally a pound and a half of candy and like did not bother yeah. at all and
1: you could just keep going
0: and any kind of candy too just all Dude, mixing okay. all kinds is fine
1: you know what's weird i have really healthy teeth <clears throat> every time i go to the dentist they're like you know your teeth are great i take pride in that so i you know clean my teeth and do all yeah. that shit I can't remember what kind of like chocolate bar it is, but there's a specific chocolate bar that I'll bite into, not cold or anything, just regular like store. Oh. And my fucking teeth just
0: hurt. I mean, it's like, do you get that like shooting nerve? Pain? Yeah. So I like, that's the worst. And
1: I'm just like trying to, so I'm like trying to eat it. as like chomp it up as fast as I can and swallow it. And then yeah. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I don't, why does it fucking hurt? As I'm taking another bite. And yeah. Like, <laughs> and I just am like so dumb to just keep doing it. But I was like, it's just so good. Man. Yeah.
0: Like, well, I was all disappointed because Francie had Twix bars set out the other night, and I literally just had to refrain from them because last year- like, I, I got ate, these just for you. I ate like four like, or no. five Twix bars, and it wrecked me. And I'm like, what? Like this, These are my favorite candy bars. I've been eating them my entire life, and then all of a sudden, my stomach's like, nope, we can't handle this anymore. You're just
1: like, you know what? Okay, I'm not doing anything for the next 12 hours, so I'm going to have I'm four, just gonna four st- Twix bars and just <laughs> and deal
0: with and it. And just deal with the consequences. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, enough candy talk. But we what we wanted to do today is- and I, this is something that I haven't really, like, done a deep dive on and had a ton of interest in in my life. But I have watched a few movies that are based on these kind of things. But what we're going to do today is talk about urban legends. So, what I did a couple days ago is, and I actually, um, and I'll get into this as we kind of get on into the podcast. But we recently watched the Candyman remake that came out. I believe it was last Willy year. Wonka? Not that one. Oh. Very different. Vastly different story. (laughs) Um, But Candyman is a 1992 movie that they just remade. And I I think it has several sequels. But they remade it in 2021. And we watched it just the other day. And and Candyman is like an urban legend story. So I'm I'm fascinated by – the reason why I kind of wanted to do this as a topic is I'm fascinated by like scary stories that then become passed down across like a whole – community and passed down like generation to generation and become these like urban legends and i guess myths are kind of kind of that but myths i think are a little older i guess would probably be if you like, really like, wanted to like differentiate a Loch between Ness them monster is yeah. more on the mythical <clears throat> side yeah, even though there's right.
1: like Proof that it exists, but then again, people are like it's not actually a live right. monster. Bigfoot, kind of like, like to- mythological. <laughs> Yetis exist. Let's be real.
0: <laughs> I wish they're they probably awesome. do. Let's be real. Um But urban legends are more of like scary. St- they seem to be more recent. I mean, I guess some of them can go back a little ways, but they're like because I'm trying to think of what Where? exactly kind of defines uh, an I'll, urban legend. I'll just
1: give an example of. So I have a list of the top. It, it's a supposed list of the top. Uh, 50 in the country, one from each state. So for Alabama, it's called Huggin'
0: Molly. <coughs> Huggin' Molly. and the That legend sounds of, like the most Alabama right. urban legend. Huggin' and it, like with and I I-N end, with the apostrophe. With the apostrophe at the end, That's yeah. the most southern shit I've ever so heard it's, in my life.
1: Supposedly, she's called Huggin' Molly, and the legend of Huggin' Molly is clearly a, tw- is, is a tool used by parents to get their children to obey the rules. Hmm. The story, native to Abbeville, Tells of a phantom woman who appears to <clears throat> children if they stay out late at night. Yeah. She grips the lingering children tightly and screams in their ear. She's not meant to cause harm, just one hell of a fright. <clears throat> it, so it's like, yeah. that's what more of the urban legend is. It's yeah. like, or like, um, it, maybe it's not an urban legend, but it kind of the same idea that I get, we grew up with. If you go into the, the bathroom and you shut the lights off, and what is it? You spin in a circle saying, Is it Helen Kelt? No. Oh.
0: There's a bunch of them that involve the bathroom, Because like Candyman's another one that involves like it's it's mainly mirrors, but a lot right. of it happens. You, you got to go in and you yeah. look
1: in the mirror, and then you like spin in a circle and you say like it wasn't Helen Keller. Well, there's a Bloody Mary. one. Bloody Is that Mary, what you're Bloody thinking Mary. Of? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you kept yeah. saying like you're like Bloody Mary, but like five yeah. times, or whatever, and then you open your eyes looking you're at the to mirror, see, and they're yeah. supposed to be over your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like an urban legend right. of like yeah, exactly. So
0: I got a definition here because I, I was kind of trying to figure out a way to define it. In in terms of like in relation to like myths and stuff. So the definition of an urban legend is an often lurid story or anecdote that is based on hearsay and widely circulated as true. So that's exactly what we were just talking about. So that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today. So these are going to be like ghost story type things, but they're all urban legends. So I have, let's see, I have one, two, three, four, five that I just picked from like a a list of like famous ones. (laughs) So are you really going to go through one from each state?
1: No, we don't have to do that. Okay, there, you just like pick like the popular ones like, from each state. There's one called the Kualapalik. The I'm probably butchering the shit out of that, but it's from Alaska. <laughs> never heard of it. Oh, and I bet you Alaska's a, got some crazy ones. It's an Inuit version of a mermaid or siren calls to children who are wandering too close to the seashore with her humming. So she's, you know, baiting oh, yeah. kids to the sea, and then she takes them away in her baby pouch, never to be seen again.
0: That's very sinister. So,
1: like, if you're a... You know the Inuit. I'm assuming they probably inhabited more of the northern part of yeah. Alaska, so it's cold all the time. Uh-huh. Um, like, imagine being a kid growing up there. They're like, "Don't wander too close to the ocean, or a mermaid's gonna come up and drag Dude, your ass to the depths, and we'll never see you again." Fuck.
0: And that's the type of shit that when you're a kid, when you're like five years old, pants shitting scary. Yeah. Like you're walking next to the ocean, just constantly looking out there. Like, and
1: then there's the pants. one kid that's like. No, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, there's always one like, yeah, kid. I, I did it, and then the parents are probably like, yeah, because they weren't there that time. That's the,
0: Well, that's the classic horror story scene, right? There's like a group of kids. All of them are like, they believe in it. They don't want to risk the urban legend or whatever, and then there's always one kid that's like, that shit ain't real, and he does it, and then gets fucking murked by whatever it is. And everyone's it? like, <laughs> <laughs> Then everyone panics and runs Fuck away. You, Joey! Soaked in their friend's blood or whatever. Um, so I have this... To start this off, I kind of want to do this at the beginning. I was gonna, I was thinking about saving it for the end, but I'm going to read this at the beginning. So before we get into the urban legends, there's this, and I, I don't know if anyone's familiar with this. I'm not super familiar with it, but there's this like <clears throat> website called Creepypasta, and it's basically, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but... It's I don't like, scary like shit. So well, I yeah, that's true. I, I don't know why I asked you because you, you wouldn't have been frequenting nope. this rest, this uh, restaurant, this website. Um,
1: <laughs> you wouldn't be going to this haunted restaurant, <laughs> yeah. would you? Like, <laughs> no? no, I wouldn't.
0: But basically, it's a website for like short online horror stories, like very, very short stories. And I found this one on Reddit a few years back, and I, I believe it originated on Creepypasta. Um, I don't know if you can really, I would say, you know, whoever's listening can fact check me on this. I don't know if you can actually track down who originally posted it and when it happened because there's been various iterations that have been posted either on Reddit or on Creepypasta and other websites for years now. But I read this a few years ago and thought it was really awesome. It's this super quick horror story and I just want to read it real quick before we get into the urban I'm scared. So
1: I'm going to turn the lights on.
0: Strap yourself in, Matt.
1: sunny out, and I'm going to turn the lights on.
0: Okay. So it starts off like this. Okay. This is a story I found from – oh, that's just the guy's post from some site. So it starts like this. I've been lying in my room for hours now. It's 5.30 a.m., and there's not much I can do. You know what the worst part of my situation is? I'm in the same room with my parents. They keep looking at me, and I can't help but not look back and try not to cry or scream. Their eyes are focused on me and their mouths are wide open. There's a strong scent of blood and I feel so paralyzed with fear. Here's the thing. The second I make any hint that I'm not asleep, I'm screwed. I'll die and there's nobody around to save me. I've been trying to think of a way out, but the only idea I have is to rush for the door, run outside and scream for help, hoping any neighbors hear me. It's risky, but if I stay here, I'll surely die. He's waiting for me to wake up and see his masterpiece. You're probably wondering what's going on. I do get ahead of myself sometimes. About three hours ago, I heard screaming from the other side of the house. I got up and went to check the noise before I realized I had to use the restroom. Classic. That happens to me. Um,
1: I got to pee, yeah. I think I'm going to go take a piss. (laughs) I'm going to
0: deal with that after I pee. Um, Instead of doing the smart, noble thing and investigating, I used the bathroom first. I could have gotten myself killed right then for my stupid actions, but I actually did my business and took a peek outside the bathroom. There was blood on the carpet. As any other sane human would do, I bolted back to my room, hiding under my sheets like the scaredy-cat I was. I tried to convince myself to go back to sleep and that this was just some weird, vivid dream or something. But I heard my bedroom door creak open and like the terrified child I was, I peeked out from under my blankets to see what was going on. I could see something dragging my parents into the room, obviously dead. It was not human, I could tell you that much. It was hairless, with no eyes and no clothing. It walked like a caveman, with its back slouched as it dragged my dead parents. But this thing was smarter than any caveman. It propped my father against the edge of the bed and made him face me. It then sat my mother down in the chair and positioned her towards me as well. Then it started rubbing its hands along the walls, staining it with blood, drawing a circle with the devil's pentagram in it. The thing had made what it would probably call a masterpiece. To finish it off, it scrambled a message onto the wall that I could not read in the darkness. It then positioned itself under my bed, waiting to strike. The scariest thing now is, my eyes have adjusted to the darkness, and since then, I can read the message on the wall. I don't want to look at it, because it's terrifying to think about, but I feel I need to see before I'm killed. I peek at the creature's masterpiece. The quote on the wall says, I know you're awake. (laughs) Creepy as fuck. I thought that was a pretty cool little like super short horror story.
1: That's some shit you tell like a little kid that just got like his own big boy bed and you're like the yeah. monster under the fucking bed.
0: He's yeah. there.
1: <laughs> you point. It's fucking there. He's there. It's fucking so anyway,
0: there. I wanted to start that off. So if you're listening to this uh, you know, at night driving around or on Halloween night, there's a little spooky story for you. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, let's dive I mean, into some urban legends. Speaking of driving around, and
1: this, there's probably a bunch of urban legends like this where if you drive by certain locations at night, you'll see the ghosts of people who have like yeah. died in that area. Um, coming home from Gunnison multiple times when I drove in the dark because you're on a two-lane highway, 95% of the time, no other cars around you. Yeah. I would swear I would see like ghosts on the side of the road. And then I would swear I could see like people running in the trees. Like I'm going like 65 and they're running in the trees over the mountains with me. And I was like, give me to the city. Like if my car breaks down, I'm, I'm driving on, my fucking rims. Like, I'm I glad. Care. I'm like, glad I'm not
0: the only one who does that. Because anytime, especially when I'm a passenger and you're driving, kind of like mountain driving, like you are talking about, and there's woods on either side of you, especially at night,
1: and you look out.
0: My imagination. I look out into the woods, and like I, my imagination places like Pennywise's face back oh, in the yeah, woods we don't and have to stuff talk like about that. Fucking shit, like, <laughs> that. like dude, I, is there anything creepier than the woods at night? Like, it's so fucking creepy. I don't
1: know. The woods at night, like, you hear a lot of sounds and shit. This, that's and, and the thing. It's, it's like, really you can't active. see
0: hardly anything.
1: But if next time you go on a cruise, did you go to the front of the ship? Like did Oh, yeah. Ship? Yeah. Dude, at night? You, at night. When you go to the front of the ship, yeah, everything's black. lit up. And you look out and everything's black. You're like...
0: That's a pretty unnerving feeling. And,
1: and, and you look all around you and you see nothing. You're kind yeah. of like...
0: There was a video this guy posted not that long ago. He had this, like super high powered like military flashlight and he was on a small boat like a fishing vessel at night and he was saying like all right for anyone who is freaked out by like the darkness in the ocean this ought to give you an idea of how dark it really gets on the ocean at night like in the middle of nowhere away from anything that could possibly have any lights on it and he shines like this military strength flashlight out and it was like i guess it was a little bit foggy or whatever that night it goes like 10 feet off this boat and that's right. as far as you can see and other than that it's just pitch black as far as you can right, see Right, because the light has nothing to re- 360, reflect yes off of. 360 degree view around this boat pitch black so it's like there could be something right next to you and you would have no idea it's right. just dark pitch black and <laughs> that Dude, shit's fucking crazy I've had,
1: I've had thoughts about that like when I was on the cruise ship one I thought of like this a tsunami like I'm on the front oh, of the yeah. boat and there could just be a 500 foot wall of water right. like you would have no idea just rail me and at least yeah. I'd be the first to die like yeah <laughs> At least I get it over with. That's I your probably get lining. slammed against the boat yeah. and just crushed and right. I'm absolutely dead. Yeah. But like I've had like that and then I go, There's nothing out here. Like if if I fall overboard, I'm in pitch dark.
0: Yeah. Pitch dark and underneath nothing.
1: me and I have no clue what's under me.
0: And there's nothing for there's nothing hundreds of me. miles. Yeah.
1: And it's like I could scream as loud as I want and not a soul will will hear me. Like yep. It's like one of those like terrifying things. Like at least in the woods, you could like find a tree and like and hide behind. i lean up against. You could this climb tree. a tree right. and hide
0: in a tree. Yeah,
1: you're like it, like if you get in like the cove of you know a, a big tree, you're kind of like okay, yeah. I, you know bugs and shit could get me right. from the back. But, but at least I like, know nothing's like, sneaking right. up on me. Yeah, or yeah. if it is, it's gonna have to come around right. where I can see it. Yeah, and yeah, like driving home in shape, bro, I'm always like, I swear I just saw a ghost. Like,
0: well, that's one of those things too, where you start thinking like if I pop a tire or if my car breaks down. It's pretty sus out there. I mean, obviously, probably nothing's going to happen to you. But right. reality, if there is a fucking crazy guy running out there with a machete or something, he's just going to come running out of the woods <laughs> unprovoked okay. while you're changing a tire and just butcher you or when, something.
1: When that whole clown thing was going on. Yeah, that was people a few years were like ago, dressin- right? Yeah, where people like it's dressing up as craze, clowns yeah. and like yeah. going out on random like. Boon roads and shit and standing and, and, and in the middle of the road like standing people like, out yeah bro I told my parents because I'm pretty sure I was living at home actually I think it was like our senior year in college and then when we it, got home I think like, you're right it was, right. Like it was, was around that time span. yeah
0: like 2016 2017 something so like. if
1: if it happened when I was in college because I went to college in a small mountain town where we were isolated I was like if I see something like that there's gonna be a dead person on the side of the road and it's not gonna be me <laughs> like I'm not stopping because like, people were stopping in the middle of the road for him, I'm like, "Sorry, but I have the right of way."
0: Right? Yeah, I'm gonna just. Keep I'm going. gonna go. Either then, you move or you're gonna get. And then run I got over. my yeah. truck,
1: and my mom was like, "If you see a clown, like, please just don't run it over right away. Like, at least try and avoid it." And I was like, ah, eh, eh."
0: Were there, I don't remember, were there any actual instances of people getting I think, stabbed or I attacked? I think there
1: was one where the person, like the clown chased after a person, I think someone shot one, mm. but they had said, I'm armed and will shoot or whatever, right. and the person probably was like, you're not going to shoot me, and ran after him, and I was like, you shot me. Like, why'd you shoot that's me? That's like that
0: whole, uh, the fuck around and find out thing. Did yeah. you see that video where, yeah. the, where the guy, the professor has the graph? He's like, yeah, the more you fuck around, the more the you're, you're going to find out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's oh, true. Man. It's one of those things, it's like... Shit like that, like, ugh, I just don't, like, get it. And then, you know, going back to the Urban Legends shit, it's like, you get one of those in your head as a little kid, and you're like, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: Like, there's, like, I think You're it's in, totally convinced of it.
1: I think it's in New Jersey. There's, like, a haunted roadway, but, like, people, like, swear it's truly haunted, so nobody drives on it because it's, like, terrifying. Uh-huh. And then people are like, man, I'm going to get on it. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking do that. But, like, when you end up with your throat slit in the middle of the night and there's nothing that ever did it, it was just a ghost. Like, yeah.
0: You shouldn't have gone on the fucking road. It's funny. I think my my stance is usually like I've, I'm 99 percent sure this is bullshit, but I'm not but, willing to take a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: like, you guys go ahead. <laughs> yep. Like. Yeah. And like, I think we've talked about this before, but like, I don't not believe in ghosts, yeah, and demons and shit like that. But at the same time I have to try and combat my mental like cuz that's the shit that terrifies me so I try and combat it and being like yeah. nah like it's the shit's fake but then yeah. weird <clears throat> shit happens.
0: There is definitely unexplainable stuff that happens. And I think it's kind of similar to the whole UFO sighting thing. The phenomenon there is like here's the thing is there's there's certain things that happen to people that are unexplainable. But then again there's also instances where people have seen things and there are explainable ways of explaining away what they saw. Like, they wake up in the middle of the night. Now, are we 100% positive they were fully awake or were they actually dreaming? You know, like, were they on any sort of drugs? Was there some sort of, like... Optical illusion in place that made them see, you know, like people hallucinate. That's a real thing. Oh, like, yeah. The, the, the thing is, like, you can't discount the fact that the brain is incredibly powerful and has literally caused people to hallucinate things before. Like, that is a real thing. Right. So, maybe there's definitely a certain percentage of ghost sightings, UFO sightings, that kind of stuff that is explained due to that kind of stuff. Right. But for sure, there's stuff that's happened to people who were fully conscious. They weren't on any sort of substance. They weren't hallucinating, and they saw some shit they can't explain. Right. That's definitely happened. It just hasn't happened to me. So who am I, I, I to be like? To me. Who am I to be like? You know, just totally discount what they saw. I right. mean, I, I just haven't had that experience. Which is well, that's so why I'm saying my stance is like I'm 99 percent sure this is total bullshit, but I'm not 100. <laughs> percent
1: So do you I'm not willing in like a medium then,
0: meaning people who can like that they, say they can uh, communicate with someone with, that's passed. Mm, I, there might be some people out there who have that ability or are able to like through hypnosis kind of get on some sort of a wavelength that or some sort of plane of consciousness that waking humans usually aren't don't operate on but i would say probably 99% of the people out there who claim to be mediums are just con artists that are getting people to right. pay them for no I, fucking reason i would
1: have to like be tossed into a room like immediately with someone that I didn't know. They didn't know me like anything and be like, all right, let's see if you can figure this out. Yeah. Like without having any knowledge of who I was or anything, no appointments, nothing. So you couldn't look at my social media you couldn't look at all my other shit. And they came back and they were like, you know, we see you and your grandma who passed and like all this shit. And I was like, how the fuck? Like
0: that would make me start to go, what? Well, that's, that's my thing. Like I'm not, I'm not so skeptical that I'm gonna write off a hundred percent of that because like I said, you know, there's a lot of shit we don't know how to explain. and maybe it's just one of those things that science and technology and the understanding of these different things just hasn't reached the level to where we can explain them via practical explanations because you know if you go back with if you go back 50 years, 80 years, hundred years, 500 years, there's shit that people believe back in the day. That you know, like people would cracking. Like well, and like people would be dying of basically bacterial infections due to surgeries when doctors weren't washing their hands, and they thought it was like you know demons doing it right. or something. And it's like now we know it's not demons; it's bacteria. Right. You didn't. You didn't sterilize the work environment and you perform surgery on someone and you got them infected with something and that's what killed them. So it might be one of those things, you know, where it's like maybe in a few hundred years we will have the, the medical and the scientific and technological advancements to rationally explain some of these experiences people are having. But right now, I I don't know, maybe there's shit that happens that people experience that is just, and it really is paranormal or it really is, you know otherworldly right. or other dimensional I, or something I we think just it's a, so infrequent that we think it's bullshit but it's really an actual thing you know right what I
1: mean? well like so like i'll go like the colorado urban legend yeah what's the is, colorado one i want to well, at least that for one. this website is called the ridge home asylum
0: have you ever heard of that I no know. the
1: ridge home asylum was a real facility that opened in arvada in 1912 it reportedly housed patients who were horribly mistreated some of whom weren't even mentally incapable, but had just been forsaken by their family. Though it was demolished in 2004, people say they can still hear the screams and see the apparitions of former patients on the ground.
0: Ooh, where is that supposed to be? I don't
1: know. Just said Arvada. I'm sure you could probably look up the Ridge Home hmm. Asylum. But some reading something like that, like <clears throat> if you are going to look into it, you already have in your like your mental image. I'm going to see like right shit on the ground and then right. I'm going to hear screams. Right. So in your brain, and I know I do this shit all the time, if I see something scary or like I watch like a scary movie, especially with demons, like they love dark corners. Right. And right, I go right. into a dark room, my first instinct is to look in the darkest corner and my brain is automatically, yep. like, oh, there's a demon there. Yep. Like it probably isn't there at all but yep. my brain is like yo it's in that corner so i flip the light on i'm like "Ah, it's gone now
0: so i actually want to th- i want to read you a quote from my favorite book of all time and it kind of sums up what my feelings are on this type of stuff and it's it, it it explains it in a better way than i could ever explain it so here, here you go here's the quote so people believe it's what they do They believe and then they don't take responsibility for their beliefs. They conjure things and do not trust the conjuration. People populate the darkness with ghosts, with gods, with electrons, with tales. People imagine and people believe, and it is that rock-solid belief that makes things happen. So when I heard that, by the way, that's a quote from American Gods by Neil Gaiman, if anyone wants to read it. My favorite book of all time. Um, That sums up kind of my feeling about it is, to your point, If you're going to a haunted house or an old burned down, broken down, insane asylum that's supposedly haunted or whatever it may be, a haunted road, whatever, a ghost town, you're going in with that knowledge, right? So, I mean, a lot of us have very vivid imaginations. We've read scary stories. We've watched scary movies. So you're going into that knowing that it's supposedly haunted and that supposedly people have seen demons or ghosts or apparitions or whatever it may be. And so you're... At night, you know, we, we we gather around campfires and we tell each other scary stories. And then in the darkness, your, your mind is populating what you are expecting to see, right? So there's a little bit of that, too, to this whole thing of, like, are people in these situations actually seeing ghosts and apparitions? Or are they imagining ghosts and apparitions? There's got to be a little bit of that at play, too, because it's just you know it goes back to that quote that i just read people's belief is a powerful thing oh yeah and the brain is a powerful thing and it can convince people of some things that are absolutely not true but they can be utterly convinced of its right. factual state you know what i mean so there's a little bit of that at play with all which is why i'm i th- I, I would say i'm like a healthy skeptic like i'm skeptical of a lot of this stuff but i'm not so Over-todd. dogmatically you know like closed off to it that i'm not going to accept if there are some experiences that i have that i can't explain i'm not just going to write them off i'm gonna be like well i am not gonna lie that was really freaky and i can't explain that you know like maybe there is something going on here i don't know have you
1: ever felt like something's like touched you no like tapped your shoulder oh dude creepiest thing ever
0: i've never had any of those experiences a lot of people i know have had like some sort of ghost encounter or the, or some story they can tell or at least someone they know i don't really have any of those i've never i, had any I felt someone tap my which knock on wood i feel like and, and i like a turn
1: around and i was like and I, I like was like did someone tap my shoulder and then i realized the other people were in the room with me sitting down i was at my grandparents house after my grandpa had passed my dad and i were sitting on a couch my grandma was sitting on a chair and i was like in between them up against a wall and someone tapped on my shoulder my grandma was too far away to tap on my shoulder.
0: And it was pretty like strong. And it it was, felt it like, like someone's tap, hand yeah. tapping you. Yeah. Whoa.
1: And I like looked around and I was like. And I like in my head I was like, Am I like cause I was really tired because we were hunting. But right, like right, right. I looked at my dad and he's like, What? And I was like, someone just tapped me on the shoulder. And my grandma was like, I didn't do it. And I was like, Well, I know you didn't do it because I would have been able to see you. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, someone tapped me on the shoulder. That's
0: one of those things too where you gotta be like I gotta play this off so I don't look like I'm a fucking crazy person,
1: <laughs> like, dude. I didn't like care. I told him I was like, someone tapped me on the shoulder. Yeah, and I was like, it was probably my. You know, I, I like to go into the things like, oh, you know, because my grandpa passed at his house, so yeah, I'm like, his ghost is in here, and this would be something he would probably do is tap on my shoulder. Yeah, and I was like, it's probably just grandpa tapping me on the shoulder, telling me to change the channel or something, and <laughs> you know, trying to play it off. But I was like, legit, like, kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, like
0: I can't explain the this. Fuck this. Was this is like?
1: Yeah. Maybe it was just like a knot in your shirt or something that came undone, but it was right. it was multiple taps. That's so weird. I was like, I don't, I was like freaking out, but I was like, I don't know. Like, yeah. It wasn't like I, I saw writing on the this. wall right. saying right. You know, I was going to die. Right. I was like, right. I just tap on my shoulder.
0: Yeah. Should we dive into some of these?
1: Yeah. I got to read you this Nebraska one I just came across. I was going to say, read
0: me any of these, these crazy ones because I haven't heard of like the first two you named, I did not hear of.
1: <laughs> so Nebraska is called mm-hmm. the Hatchet House. Fucking terrifying what I just read. Okay. The legend of the hatchet house of Portal reminds us of those scary ghost stories we used to tell each other at camp. As the legend goes, a school teacher from long ago went insane and decapitated all of her students in the one room schoolhouse. Afterwards, she placed their heads on their respective desks and took all of their hearts to a nearby bridge. She threw the organs into the water, and people say you can still hear the heart's beating if you cross it. Hence its name, Heartbeat Bridge. We dare you to try it.
0: Well, that's pretty creepy.
1: That's fucking terrifying. Imagine going to school and getting decapitated by your psychotic teacher.
0: So, I missed the beginning. Is that based on a real event that happened?
1: It's the legend of the Hatchet house. Oh, it's a legend. Okay. um, As the legend goes, so... It could be a true story that she actually did well, that. Well, maybe
0: – you said one-room schoolhouse. Maybe this is right, like so hundreds like, of years ago or something. Right, like the –
1: probably not hundreds of years. Well, not hundreds. 150 years ago. Yeah, like 150, yeah, like 150
0: like years ago, like before we had real records but and this like, kind of stuff.
1: that's like terrifying to think about. Yeah, but that's I'm pretty also, disturbing. I also do believe that like if you disturb like an Indian burial ground, like you're just fucked. Like,
0: I, that's really funny – it's always the explanation in horror movies of why something paranormal and scary is happening is like oh this was this house or this hotel or whatever it was is built on an ancient you know indian burial ground and it's like that's always the explanation yep. it's like oh okay everyone's like oh yeah well obviously then <laughs> but like
1: you know like if you if you listen to like joe rogan talk with other experts and stuff like that you know like we've talked about like god and and stuff like that a little bit and it's if you believe in it enough like it's true to you but that doesn't mean it's true to somebody else right right But, like, the Native Americans, they believed in all these other sort of gods and stuff like that. And people believe they were much more closely um, connected to the spiritual. Yeah, a lot of it was nature. Um, They were very, very in tune with nature. So, But it was one of those things that they believed in. it, And and that was, like, their way of life. Like, they Mm -hmm. preached it. They were like, you never go against, you know, one of these, the, the beliefs they had and stuff like that. And. Speaking of um, that,
0: that actually directly relates to one of the ones I had. So let's, let's dive into this one right now because it relates to the Native American stuff. But have you ever heard of the Wendigo?
1: It sounds familiar, but it also sounds like you said Winnebago. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard of Winnebago <laughs> Not
0: Winnebago. Um, this is one that Zach Colbert actually told me about. I think he has a real fascination with uh, the Wendigo. Um, I was going to say there's a movie called Antlers that just came out like last year or the year before. That's a really gnarly like horror movie. That's very grisly, and it's got a lot of like body horror type stuff in it. That plays on the myth of the Wendigo. So if anyone's interested in Wendigo Are these like related the, stuff,
1: like tree walkers or what? Brandon and I talked about these when we would go to the gym. Like it's in like a Native American like darks like demon spirit.
0: Yeah, here I'll I'll read it. I'll read what the definition is. So. The Wendigo is a mythological creature or evil spirit originating from the folklore of Plains and Great Lakes natives, as well as some First Nations. It's based in and around oh, that's pop-ups really annoying. Um, it is based in and around the East Coast forests of Canada, the Great Plains regions of the United States, and the Great Lakes regions of the United States and Canada. Yada fucking yada. Okay, the Wendigo... <laughs> yada I don't care yada. where. Tell me about the Wendigo. The Wendigo is often said to be a malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics which possesses human beings. The Wendigo is said to invoke feelings of insatiable greed slash hunger, the desire to cannibalize other humans, and the propensity to commit murder in those that fall under its influence. So this has been something that has been used... In popular culture and folklore for quite a while. Um, where I first kind of came across it, and this is not <clears throat> like a direct relation, but it was clearly heavily inspired by it. Um, I read Stephen King's Pet Cemetery last year, and I don't know if you've ever seen the movie adaptions, but the whole idea of Pet Cemetery is obviously like this creepy cemetery where if you bury things in it, they will come back to life. Um, but obviously, you know the story goes they don't come back the same, and you know hijinks ensue. It's it's terrible for everyone. Anyway, the 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 main character, the dad in this story, walks. So you have to like crawl over this initial pet cemetery and crawl over all these like sharp branches and everything This kind of like a wall of like dead tree branches and you get to the other side and you have to kind of walk back a couple miles into this like creepy area of forest that extends back for miles and miles and miles and he's walking back there at one point in this story he goes back there a couple times during the course of the story but he's walking back there at one point and it's at night and it's foggy and he's walking around and the guy who knew about it before him was saying keep your eyes on the path and stay on the path and don't ever go off the path like when you're back there, it's always that. Do stay not stay on the trail from yeah. the trail. And do not. Like, I'm deviate. gonna take
1: like a five step, and yeah. then they just get. And he <laughs> was,
0: and he was basically saying like anything you hear, just keep looking forward. Don't look into the trees. You're gonna hear some weird shit. Don't look at it. Don't wander off the path. And so he's wandering back there, and anyway, he ends up hearing and kind of seeing this creature that very closely resembles what the descriptions of a wendigo are in like popular folk tales. Anyway. The movie Antlers came out, I think it was last year, and I just saw it real recently, and it's basically about this, and this guy gets possessed by, like, the Wendigo spirit, and he kind of slowly starts transforming into this, like...
1: Right, they're like a, it's like a cannibal.
0: Yeah, it's, so the thing is, like, you get possessed, and you have this... this insatiable need to consume human flesh you become a cannibal and like the more you eat the more hungry you are and you can't ever stop you just stop right so he kind of slowly but surely over the course of this movie like he like starts bark kind of starts coming from like inside of him his his body starts to like morph into this it's very hard to describe kind of like werewolf type creature but it's like all like tree bark and stuff and his skin starts like melting off and shit it's very very gnarly um a pretty good movie pretty good horror movie i would recommend it to anyone who's interested in like wendigo type stuff or horror stuff um anyway this is that's kind of all i have on i mean there's obviously a lot more um mentions of it in movies and books throughout history and stuff like that but that's a native american um urban legend that is is pretty interesting and 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 that's something that Zach Colbert got me on. I guess he's got like a real fascination so with the Wendigo. Pretty I'm, I'm not show. gonna
1: get into it because it was terrifying, but skinwalkers is what I was thinking about. Okay.
0: So is that different than the Wendigo then? Right. They're a shape shifting okay.
1: monster. That and they, is this a, this
0: is a Native American thing, right?
1: Correct. Okay. And this is of the Southwest, the Navajo, Pueblo, Apache, and Hopi. Okay. Um I probably butched the Hopi yeah, it's like a terrifying thing, and they believe that they are medicine men that use their powers for evil, and so they like turn to like these big old demon things. Like, oh whoa! Yeah, it's it's fucking terrifying. Well, so we're gonna go ahead and close out of that.
0: <laughs> so when I think of things like the Skinwalkers or the Wendigo, I think that's the shit you see when you're driving through the mountains. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, and yeah. try and put yourself in the place of a Native American, let's say like 200 years ago or more just on the plains of America, at night, around a campfire, and you, you, you're, you've been raised by these people who believe this with 100% of their right. mind, body, and spirit, and they're telling you these stories about these demons that live on the plains with them and stuff, and like what and not like, to yeah. do and where to avoid them and stuff. I'm going to stay in the house. That would be fucking terrifying, right. and especially if your house is a little tent. It's like right. a little teepee. That there's not much protection there, dude. Shit just comes up and jacks you in the middle of the night, and that's just it. Just like yoink. All she wrote. They're like, yeah,
1: Susie just got yoinked out of her fucking teepee last night. Yeah. Now Susie's so on, gonna be looking yeah. for
0: us. So on top of having to worry about bears and wolves and poachers and shit like that you also got to worry about these like giant mythical beasts that'll just come eat you in the middle of the night like oh that's that's reassuring dude that's
1: the terrifying thing of urban legends though is it's like they're meant to scare the shit out of you to make you avoid certain things right right and it's like people are drawn to like people i don't know like there's adrenaline junkies where they're like i'm gonna jump out of an airplane without a parachute and i'm like Logic tells you you're probably going to die. Yeah, And they're like, we have a plan. And I'm like, okay, well, still, if something goes wrong, like, that's a long fall to your death.
0: People do really have – we have a real history with – and like a fascination with scary stories. It's almost like – and I, I kind of approach them this way because horror movies are something that I – haven't enjoyed most of my life it's only been in like recent years that I've gotten more into them people that like scary movies are pretty mentally unstable (laughs) but it's one of those things where you know how they always say like you know it's like a a car wreck or a train wreck it's horrible and awful but you can't look away type thing that's kind of my relationship with horror movies it's like this is scaring the shit out of me and this is terrifying but like I'm I want to know what
1: happens (laughs) you know what I mean so do you get more like I'll I'll bring this up because there's an Instagram page I follow that is like Insane, And it's, like, real-life shit. Like okay. I'm talking, like, real-life crazy shit. Like, I've seen shit that I, I can't unsee.
0: Murders and stuff like stuff that? Stuff like that. Like, See, that kind of stuff I don't need in my life. That I've seen shit out.
1: like that, and I'm, like... Like, the the worst one... Well, I saw this on Twitter, actually, because Twitter didn't take it down. That The Buffalo um, supermarket... Oh, you
0: were telling me about this. They, yeah.
1: they didn't take it down, and I clicked on the video thinking it was just, like, a security camera. No, it was his actual like live feed horrible and it's something i'll never be able to like forget about like i can forget about it but then if someone goes like brings up you're just gonna be seeing I, it's, that i hell have hell. like the video mm-hmm. in my head and it's like i'll never be able to unsee that but it's like scary movies to me can do the same shit like uh-huh. if i see a face in a scary movie that again going back to what you said the brain you go that could be like a legit thing like um not the conjuring um shoot what was what was the scary movie's Insidious, Insidious, the fucking so demons scary. in Insidious, bro. Because I, so I watched those fucking movies because I was a great boyfriend at the time. <laughs> fucking no, like those, like the demons in that are ingrained. He's in the my, one with like the red head. face. He kind of yeah. looks
0: like Darth Maul. The, the but like the right, demon but he, in he that sits first in the corner. Like he's the, the, the one that's yeah. like in the corners. Yeah,
1: and that's where like my brain goes some nights. Right, and then you blink and you like open your eyes and you're like I saw him. Right. <laughs> and, and and you're like... T- and it's like, I haven't watched this movie in 10 years. Right. Yet it's, I'm it's fucking in there. seeing yeah. him.
0: It's just burned into your retinas. Yeah. Like,
1: there was a time where I watched a movie and like... Or no, it wasn't even a movie. It was a preview. Like, it popped up on my YouTube. So I was like, I'm going to watch it. And this wasn't that long ago. And it like scared like scared the living shit out of me. Then yeah, I was like... Yeah. You know, the guy died in his bed in the preview. So I slept on the couch with the TV on and like a hallway light on. So like... Everything was fucking lit up around me. I was like, yeah, yeah. Ah, you're not going to get me from some dark corner. you got to fight me like a man. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, See, I'm dead anyway. So.
0: I, I don't know if you were kind of getting to this question, but the stuff that freaks me out the most is the stuff that's really – like the horror movies that I've seen that are uber realistic, that are very grounded in reality, and it's like people inflicting violence and horror upon each other. That stuff scares me more than something like something
1: that you believe is more realistic.
0: Right. Than like monsters and stuff that I just you know that I can think I can tell myself is not real. Right. Like there's a there's a, a horror movie called The Green Room. So or the maybe 1%. it's just called Green Room that fucked me up, dude. It came out a couple years ago and it's basically a story of this like metal band, this group of young kids that are in a metal band traveling around the nation playing shows for like no Just money. Slaughtering people. No, they're not no. slaughtering people. But they go do this show at they're getting paid more than they're getting paid for like any of their other shows and they go do this show at like this kind of backwoods compound place that's essentially like a bunch of skinheads. Right. A oh. Bunch of like white supremacist nazi folks right that's what this that's who all the people who are seeing the show is so they do their show whatever and you know the green room the term green room is like the backstage yeah the the backstage area for for musicians comedians actors all that kind of stuff the green room so they go basically what happens is they and i won't give away too much of the movie but there's like a murder they witness one of the white supremacist people murder someone in the green room. And then these people won't let them leave because they don't want them to leave and go tell the cops essentially. And it's essentially a, at that point just as an, an escape and survival story, right. but like a bunch of people get fucking murdered. But it's like that shit could really happen. it's like people just getting stabbed and shot by actual people and the whole, then like the body, the um, injuries that people sustain in that movie are so realistic it freaked me the fuck out. Like you out, jump man. out a window
1: like, and your femur snaps and comes out of your leg. And yeah. You're like- well,
0: and there was a scene where a guy. So there's a dude on the other side of they. They have locked themselves in this green room, and everyone else is on the outside, right? And like the head guy, who is actually played by Patrick Stewart, who plays uh, Professor X. Hmm. He's playing this evil role. It's like very rarely have I seen him play like a bad guy. He does a really good job of it in this movie. Hmm. But he's like the leader of this of this group, right? And he's he's trying to convince one of these kids to hand the gun they have to him through the door. And the kid won't open the door more than like a few inches because he doesn't want to let them in, right? And they have like one of his friends on the other side or something. Anyway, he eventually agrees to reach through the door and hand them this gun. Well, of course, the guy pulls on his hand, tries to pull him through the door and, and starts fucking his arm up. And it the scene is shot, you, you're seeing it from the the like inside the green room so you don't see what's happening to his arm but he's like screaming and crying and like clearly something fucked up's happening to his arm right. his friends go and try and yank him back through the door they eventually pull him through the door lock the door and his arm is like in ribbons they were basically slicing it up with like some sharp ass knife and and he's holding it and it's just all like flopped over and it's just like all cut open in like multiple parts and it's just in ribbons and it looked so real. It looked to me like what your arm would look like if someone took a knife to it and it freaked me the fuck out, dude. There's just a lot of horror in that movie dude. that's like that where I'm like this is too real for me. It's like giving me like anxiety, anxiety. to watch. You know, like it's a, it's like you're watching real injuries like if an EMT guy showed up. This is what it would it's not movie. Right. There's not movie props. It's like that's what someone's ankle would look like if it got fucked up. Or like right. that's what someone would look like if they got stabbed in the neck or whatever it is. You know, it's like, oh, that it shit just, was- like, I don't know. That's what gets to me. So anytime I see horror movies like that that are, like, like uber like grounded in reality,
1: fuck, man. Like it Saw just, where Jigsaw puts all these people seen, in to play a I still haven't game. seen a
0: Saw movie to this day, actually. I've, I've seen one. The first not, not one? like
1: tech, no, I I didn't see Texas or Chainsaw. Did you see Man's like one. a? I saw like one of the jigsaw movies.
0: Did you see the first one? Or did you see like a random one? Did you see like I just saw, saw a random something. one. Okay.
1: And it's like one of those things. They're like, if you do this, you have to kill your friend.
0: Yeah. I'd be like, or like Yo, chop bitches, your arm off, or- I'll
1: see you in the afterlife, and I just kill everybody. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not doing any of this shit, and he would be like, dude, you're a savage motherfucker. I'd be like, yeah. I am. He'd be like, you know what? You win the game. You can go home. And I've like, never
0: seen any of those movies. I don't know if they're supposed to be good or not. I know they have a bro, pretty but, big okay, following. But.
1: Say it was like you and Taya and like, you know, like all our whole group of friends got put in that situation, right? And they were like, you're either going to lose your whole arm, right, and your legs, or you could kill a random one of them. Would you take the chance or would you be like, no, nah, I'm going to fucking be a G and lose my arm?
0: I think you have to, going into that, make up your mind at the beginning if you're going to go one of two directions. Are you going to actually play the game and try and beat the guy at the game and hope that he's trustworthy and is going to allow you to live if you win his (laughs) game? He's
1: like, oh, you won. I'm going to kill you now. Right,
0: right. Because that's, I mean, if you're dealing with someone like that, chances are that's exactly what's going to happen, even if you beat his puzzle or whatever it is. Or are you just going to be like, bro fuck you kill me like i'm done i'm not doing your game but like would you i think you have to make that decision early on and then that's how you proceed with all of your i think my
1: decision would be made i'd be like none of us are getting out of here alive but i'm gonna try and survive to see if we can if i can get out of here (laughs) alive and i think everyone else is gonna be the same thing so there you go you've made that decision and now you're like i'm I'm gonna
0: play this game to the best of my ability and if i lose a fucking hand or a leg or whatever at least i'll be alive at the end of it right and and you'll all be dead but i'll
1: just not have my left hand yeah yeah, like I wipe with my right anyways, so it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. He's like, no, nah, I'm gonna take your right away now. I'd be like, nope, let's just all die. We all can agree. That <laughs> nah, we're just that's where die. I draw the line, actually. They're like, yeah, in 13 seconds you're gonna get shot in the head. I'd be like, mm, wipe with the left hand, shot or in get head. shot in the head. <sighs>
0: can
1: we can, can we can we have a timeout on the clock? <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to think this one through. I have okay. a challenge
0: <laughs> flag. Um, all right, so I want to go into a couple more of these that I have on here. So I mentioned Candyman. I think when we first started, have you heard of Candyman?
1: I've heard of Candyland. It's a fun game.
0: Again, not the same. Oh. Um, so, yeah, the it's, it's a 1992 movie, which I have never seen the original. I believe it's kind of similar to, like, Halloween and Friday the 13th, where there's a bunch of sequels. Um, haven't seen any of those, but they remade it and kind of rebooted the franchise. I believe it was last year. So we just watched it the other night. And basically, the urban legend around Candyman is if you look in a mirror and say Candyman five times – this, like, boogeyman appears and kills you. Oh. And... Uh,
1: yeah, let me go take a chance. <laughs> right. So that's... It, it kind of <laughs> is like the, the Bloody
0: bathroom. Mary thing we were talking about at the, when you brought up at the beginning. So, basically... And I don't know what the story is in, like, the original movie. And, again, I don't know if this came from some sort of, like, stories that have been around for a long time or whatnot. I don't know what came first, the movie or the urban legend. I don't, I don't know. But basically... In the in, at least in the new one, this there's this character who gives an explanation and some background into how the Candyman like spirit came to be, and he gives like, do you know in the Dark Knight when the Joker is telling everyone he there's like three separate times where he asks people how he got his scars. Right. He's like, you want to know how I got these scars? And every time he tells a different story. It's similar in this movie where like he he tells the background. There's like four or five different. Stories or like explanations for how the Candyman Boogeyman came to be, mm-hmm. and you don't know like which one's true, how long it's been around. Cause like right. some of them were like 200 years ago, some of them were like much more recent, like right. 20 or 30 years ago. And basically, I won't give away the spoiler, but like there's this guy who ends up kind of like his purpose seems to be keeping the Candyman spirit alive. And there's a bunch of really gnarly deaths in so that he's movie. So
1: he's like, yeah, I'm a fucking assassin, and I just tell people to go kill themselves more or less.
0: <laughs> but there's definitely, like, in this movie, it's definitely a spirit. And this, basically this guy, there's a there's a there's a, a young black man with his girlfriend in Chicago who's, like, an artist. And he gets told this story, and then he starts kind of infusing it in his art. And then it kind of, like gets in his head and he starts having all of these like hallucinations and things and things start kind of escalating slowly over the course of the story. I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought it was, it could have been a little bit better, but it was a really well shot movie. And again, I don't have like a big connection to the source material or anything like that, but that one, that one is one I had on here. It's a pretty Actually interesting urban legend. It's I don't very know. similar to like the bloody Mary thing. Cause Ty had heard of the bloody Mary thing, but not Candyman.
1: Oh, the Bloody Mary thing I've known of since I was a kid.
0: That one I feel like I had heard about before. I kind of forgot, though. Isn't it? It's similar, right? You say you, you, you like say, spin
1: in a circle and like with your you eyes closed. You say close Bloody Mary like, Bloody a certain Mary, amount of Bloody, times, yeah, or something. and then you open your eyes and look at the mirror and like she's supposed to be. I don't know who it is. I never did it because I was like, fuck that shit. Like, right, right. I could just not do it and she won't show up. Exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, people are like. Because there's some you know, sort of story behind it, right? right but of then how you have like your friends be, that go yeah. and they're like, "Oh my god!" and they come out yeah. screaming, and you're like, "I don't believe you." And they're like, "Go, go try it then." Yeah. And it's like, "I'm not going to try it."
0: Well, also, so the Bloody Mary one—if you're supposed to just see her, maybe I can see people wanting to try that. But the Candyman one—supposedly he just kills you when he shows up. But so it it's depends like, depends if they tell are you, you really wanting like, to roll the dice? Right. Are you that confident? That this is bullshit. That you're willing to roll basically 50, 50 shot that you right. live or die. But
1: at the same time, if they don't tell you like, yeah, I'm if you not. do this, he's gonna kill you. They could be like, if you do this, there's just gonna be like a spirit that shows up right, behind right, you. Right. And then you're but like, oh yeah, okay. And then you do you know it, and sudden, he's like fucking <laughs> butchered. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, oh yikes. dude, he died.
0: It's pretty creepy, man. So anyway, the Candyman, Boogeyman has this this ghost presence. He has like a hook for a hand. And in one of the tellings, he basically got like he got like hung and burned. Or something. So, like, the side of his face is all burned off, and he's got a hook for a hand. Like, his right hand's gone, and it's just like this meat hook. And he's always got like bees flying around him, and he like hands out candy. And they kind of related it to also in the movie. And you know how we heard this didn't start happening until we were getting to be a little bit too old to do trick or treating. But remember the whole scare about razor blades being hidden in candy on Halloween kind of started happening? Is it really? That's Dude, so fucked up.
1: There's They're like busting people with these like fentanyl looking Skittles and shit like that. That's so fucked and I'm up. And like, I'm like, one, it's going to take a really, really shitty, I mean, there's a lot of shitty people out there, don't get me wrong, but it's going to take a really, really shitty person to mix fentanyl in with candy. And then I was like, two, most drug dealers that are probably out there aren't going to risk putting their product in candy for free yeah when they exactly. can make 10 or 15 bucks off something that's pretty
0: scary though if that is happening but anyway the whole they play on that the razor blades and the candy thing at the beginning cuz there's a one of the characters there's a flashback to when he's a kid and he has an encounter with this actual person who was like seen around it was like this uh this like low income kind of projects housing neighborhood and there was this story about this guy who used to kind of this, this creepy guy who would hang around Playgrounds and shit like that, and he would always w- offer to hand out candy to, to children. Pretty sus, right? Today, they'd slap the fucking cuffs on that guy and take <laughs> him to <laughs> yeah. jail immediately. Yeah. But this is like, he's supposedly telling this back in the 90s or whenever this happened. So, anyway, this is a real guy, and this kid, this guy who's telling it, he's telling the story. So, the flashback is to when he, him as a kid, and he has this run in with this guy, and it's like an actual dude who is, like, offering him candy, and he, like, steps out of this... The, the whole scene is super sus because this kid has to go into this building down into the basement to do laundry. It's, like, a community laundry thing. Well, there's a fucking... There's, like, a cinder block wall, and there's a giant, just, hole in the wall, like a man-sized hole. You could step through it just in the wall behind him, and as he's walking in to go put his laundry in, you hear this, like, thing... Like, basically, like, a... Like that, like where it hits and something hits and rattles across the yeah. floor. And he turns around and there's like a piece of candy on the floor that got thrown through the hole. He's like
1: trying to lure him the hole. Yeah,
0: and he's like, what the fuck? And then the guy appears in the hole and steps through the hole. And this kid is sitting there like literally about to wet his pants. And he like, he like holds out this handful of candy. And he's like smiling at the kid. The kid just starts screaming and all these cops bust in and everything. So like part of it was... The, the legend sprung up from this actual guy who was trying to pass out candy to children. And I guess the cops like beat him to death. And so now he comes back and like murders people. If they say candy man in the mirror, it's pretty fucked up. Jeez. dude. It's pretty, it's pretty gnarly, but the candy man story is pretty intense. So that's another one I had on here,
1: dude. Shit like that. I'm like,
0: Nope. Um, here's one that I don't know if you're familiar with, but this one was really popular for a few years. I, I don't, Hear as much about it now, but have you heard of the Slender Man?
1: I feel like I've heard about it, but I
0: yeah, I feel like most people have kind of heard of it. It's definitely like something that sprung up with the internet in the last like ten years. So, Slender Man is a fictional supernatural character that originated as a creepypasta internet meme. So, again, creepypasta, what I mentioned earlier when I went over that story, um, by some some like internet forum user named Eric Knutson. Um, in 2009 he's basically depicted as a thin unnaturally tall humanoid with a featureless head and face wearing a black suit so this character of slender man got developed and kind of sprung up on the internet on these like creepy story websites where people are swapping stories and stuff and there's like a rendering of him that then kind of got plucked and Started being used in a bunch of different things, and I guess he's shown up in like video games. They made a movie um, just a couple of years ago, like an actual horror movie called Slenderman. I don't think it was very good, but it was like this, you know, supernatural presence of Slenderman starts infecting these people or whatever. But what I found most interesting about this is there. I guess there's a documentary called like Beware the Slenderman. It looks like it says it was released in 2016, and I guess it's a True story of when this when this urban legend was becoming so popular, there was like these kids that I don't know if they were out in the woods or what. I'd have to watch I'd have to read the description of what the documentary is, but I guess they were trying to convince one of their friends of the like validity and the reality of Slender Man. And by doing so they, like, actually tried to kill one of their friends, I guess, like, stabbed them or something. So, like, these kids got, like, it became a whole thing. They got, like, arrested, and it became this whole, like, legal thing. And so it, the the reason why Slender Man is kind of so taboo now is because it actually caused real-life violence. Right. Like, people got, I, 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 again, like I, I could be butchering the whole story behind that, but, like, these kids got so convinced of this thing it's like TikTok. That they, like, hurt they their friend and, like, tried eat to kill their pod. friend. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't That's know. I, I I didn't know if you had heard of that, but the Slender Man's a good one. If anyone out there's listening and wants to dig up some research on that, it's... No. I do know, like... <clears throat> I did watch the trailer for the actual horror movie they made, yeah. not the documentary. It looks very bad. It looks like there's no plot. It's just kind of like a bunch of random scary scenes strewn together with no real I, story. I but.
1: do believe in, like, crazy stories that happen at, like colleges in, in like random buildings right where people have like killed themselves or something like that because up at uh, western in one of the dorm buildings the laundry's downstairs so like sauce, in dude. the basement why do they do like that dark it's because it's so old like but the like, people
0: who did that I clearly had never seen a horror movie ever. But like, the, like
1: the, the the creepiest thing to me was you're gonna on,
0: make college students go down to the fucking creepy ass yeah, basement no with some kidding. flickering one solo bulb, <laughs> making that
1: like yeah. <laughs> 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 That's not And you, hit, you as hear as like fuck. water dripping. Like, yeah. Bloop, 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 yeah.
0: Like, ah!
1: I'll just wear the same underwear. Right.
0: I'm just never doing. I'm gonna buy new clothes every day.
1: But um, I went down there and you could see like rope marks. On this massive water pipe, okay, and you could tell that's where someone either killed themselves or tried to kill themselves. Okay, and the guy I was down there with because he was doing laundry, so I just went down there because I'd never been in that building. My laundry was just right through a front door. I was good, Perfect. yeah, not in a th- creepy, not in a creepy spot. way, okay. no. And I, I was like, I felt like things were wi- like over my shoulder, like, and she like that, and people are like, oh yeah, dude, in this one building, you know, this girl kind of gave herself an abortion and put, like, the fetus in, like, a Tupperware container and put it up top in the the ceiling and, like, it, like, created this new, like, little baby demon and stuff that you could hear, like, a little kid crying and, and, like, weird stories and shit like that that you, like, start to think of and you're like, I could probably see this because we've all been through college. You know, I went through some shit and my roommate went through a lot of shit. So, like, I went through all of that with him and it's like, I could see how, like, this shit unfolds and then how, like, that... Memory just could stay. It spawns
0: there. like a bunch of stories right. and stuff. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> and like apparently one guy like killed a deer and put it in the ceiling as well. Like the whole like yeah, it was fucking some weird stories and shit. Like
0: <laughs> you went to a weird ass fucking went, school, dude, man. small town man. We didn't have any of those. Kind but of it's stories. like, or maybe I just didn't hear them. I don't know.
1: But it's like it's it's that kind of shit that you like you look at and you go into the creepy fucking basement to do laundry. And like, this is like where th- this shit happens. Like this oh, is where this I'm going to fucking people get die, murdered. Yeah, right. Like absolutely. this is, this is where like, I've seen horror know, movies before. I know what's going to Timmy who, who had too much stress in his life, killed himself and is right. now just wandering the halls waiting for someone to come yeah. do laundry and not pay attention to just fucking murk them and right. shove them up in the ceiling tile. Like, yeah. it's just like, you start like getting that shit in your head and you're like, I'm going to just, Go topside. Like, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to find
0: a laundromat in town.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going to go stand in light.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm going to bring, you know, a big lantern next time.
0: So, this is one I got on here, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this. This is less like an urban legend and more of a place. Um, but I first heard of this by seeing a mini Vice documentary on YouTube that was about 20, 25 minutes long a few years ago. And this is a place in Japan called Okigahara. Um, otherwise known as the Suicide Forest.
1: Oh, it's a real place.
0: Yeah. So this is a real place. I don't know if anyone has heard about this. Before I kind of get into this, if you're listening to this podcast, go to YouTube and search Suicide Forest Vice or something like that. Vice did a really great like 25-minute video on it that blew my mind because I... A few years ago before I had seen that video, never heard of this place. Well, in my did you
1: life. hear like there's like a lot of controversy around that. Like do you know do you know Jake Paul, I w- Jake Paul I, Logan Paul or I whatever. I literally
0: just like on Monday night dove into that whole thing when I was yeah, pulling up all the research. He went there and like yeah. filmed the big a, a big controversy over and, that and, and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. It's yeah. like
1: it's fucking like crazy. Like it's, you have to have like a guide that takes you in there. It's pretty
0: gnarly. So all right. This place so also known as the Sea of Trees or the Suicide Forest it's basically a forest on the northwestern flank of mount fuji on the island of honshu in japan Um, it looks like thriving on 30 square kilometers of hardened lava laid down by the last major eruption of mount fuji Um, the western edge of okigahara where there are several caves that fill with ice in winter is a popular destination for tourists and school trips Parts of Okigahara are very dense, and the porous lava rock absorbs sound, contributing to a sense of solitude that some visitors attribute to the forest. So that might be kind of part of the draw of why people go here. But here's where it gets into the interesting part, and why we're talking about it today: the forest has a historical rep, wow, reputation is that word, as a home to yurei or otherwise ghosts of the dead in Japanese mythology. At least since the 1960s, Okigahara has become associated with suicide, eventually becoming known in English by the nickname Suicide Forest and gaining a reputation as one of the world's most used suicide sites. Because of this, signs at the head of some trails urge suicidal visitors to think of their families and contact a suicide prevention association. So I was going to look up and see. So this gives some information on how many suicides happen here. Um... So Okigahara is sometimes referred to as the most popular site for suicide in Japan. In 2003, 105 bodies were found in the in the forest, exceeding the previous record of 78 in 2002. In 2010, the police recorded more than 200 people having attempted suicide in the forest, of whom 54 actually completed the act. Suicides are said to increase during March, the end of the fiscal year in Japan. As of 2011, the most common means of suicide in the forest were hanging or drug overdose. In recent years, local officials have stopped publicizing the numbers in an attempt to in, in, an, in an attempt to decrease Okigahara's association with suicide. So um, this is something that, again, I heard of from the mini vice documentary, and they go into the woods, they talk to local police, local officials, um, they actually, in that documentary, go in and find someone who's camping in a tent in the forest, and they speak with them. I think they go in there with like some sort of like maybe guidance counselor type person or a, right. you know someone in, who's who's trained to like talk to people who are having suicidal thoughts. And they talk to the guy. And I think if I remember correctly, they they talk that guy out of it and and he leaves the forest. But it's very, very eerie. So they actually made a horror movie. Based on this, called the forest, which I haven't seen, but it came out like twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, somewhere in there. Um, but I just thought this was something interesting to bring up on this podcast because it's very fascinating um, that there is a place like that where it seems like, for whatever reason, hundreds of people over the past however many decades have Dude, gone there and either tried or actually actually committed suicide. It's very, a, it's eerie. a really
1: sad like yeah real life place you know it's not an urban legend it's it's like a actual you know those people went there with one goal in mind and Mm -hmm. a lot of them don't go home and you know it's really tragic and it's just but why you know what's the draw to that exactly like like, what what was the the first draw, right Right. that's that's where we need to go back because now you can sit and go well the draw was because of um you know that's where people were doing it for the past 50 years but it's like what but started it here? People, like, right, like, if you believe there? it to be a graveyard of like certain ghosts, but what? Why? Like, yeah. why is it a graveyard of ghosts? Like, what yeah. made that specific area become that? Like, yeah. was there a village there that was, mm-hmm. you know, you know, um, the fucking volcano? Killed. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on the fucking Mount Fuji. Yeah, Mount Fuji. Yeah, fucking um, destroyed, you know, and killed people, and right. the, so there's just a you know a whole, you know, more or less. Um dude, I'm having like a hard time finding <laughs> words right now.
0: <laughs> well, I was having a hard time reading words a second ago. I stumbled uh, a couple of times. Graveyard, there we go.
1: There go a yeah. whole graveyard of people down there. Like s- s- it just becomes one of those like what's the urban legend behind yeah. it that now drew like, people What is to drawing people there? Suicide forest.
0: It it reminds me of so I read the book Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three by Stephen King, which got made into a Hulu series with James Franco and he... There's a. I remember there's a part in that book where he basically... He's time-traveled into the past to stop the Kennedy assassination, and he's walking up on... I, don't, I forget if it's a library or what, but there's some building that supposedly Lee Harvey Oswald was in when he was trying to shoot the president, right? Right. And he's talking about... I remember the character trying to describe, like, there are certain places that seem to have, like, personality and can, like, affect the people that interact with whatever this place is. And right. I, I'm reminded of that passage from that book when I think about this place. Cause like clearly there's some sort of like thing. Like
1: aura around. Aura. Them.
0: Yeah. I don't know what the right word. Aura maybe would be the best thing for it. Of like that this place either emanates or it like draws people who are having those type of right. thoughts to there. It's very, very weird. I really feel like there needs to be and maybe this is happening right now, but like some sort of uh, people that are much smarter than me, like scientists studying, like what what is going on there? What is that phenomenon? Why is it Why is one it drawing place so many people so bizarre? Right? Well, yeah, because like,
1: this- like you know, if if you're emitting with this positive energy, you don't have to say anything, or you you don't even have to have like a smile on your face. But people can be like, wow, like yeah. you're a really positive. I sense person. your like, positive vibe. Right? Like yeah, I, I yeah. can like. I feel good around yeah. you. Whereas yeah. like you go to other people and I'm like holy shit you are a fucking, yeah. you're, downer, you're to a fucking be around. downer. It's like, like
0: a dark cloud around you. Get the fuck yeah.
1: away from me, man. Yeah. Like let me smile and they're like
0: And it seems like that place you? like, maybe has that or honestly the way it's described too, it I don't picture like a dark eerie cloud. I picture like a calming like it'll be okay. It's okay thing. Which is maybe what it people who are and again, I am in no way like professionally trained to talk about the subject of suicide, but people who are—I can kind of understand maybe if people are going through those thoughts, if they if they come to a place like that and they get that feeling, like it's okay, of like, like hey, it's okay, you know, you can right. you can let go, all your pain and all your suffering, it's okay. Other people have gone through it, and maybe that's the draw. I don't know, and maybe some people go in there and they feel that, and then they leave. And they're like, right. I actually don't want to do this. I actually I feel a little bit more at peace now. I don't I don't know. And then others just decide to go through with it. It seems like it's just a,
1: it's a weird thing to think of that like there's I mean really eerie. Like you you can I mean it's not as bad, but like people will go to the Golden Gate Bridge to jump off, right? right because right. there seem to be jumping like, from that yeah, high onto the yeah. water. You're more than likely going to die, but then there's people that survive, and then they're <sighs> like, I'm not suicidal rats, anymore. Yeah. But then they come through, or like, you know, you've read about people who go to shoot themselves in the head and you know, they're shaking so bad that they just blow their ear off and uh-huh. then they don't want to commit suicide anymore. But you have to walk around with that scar forever. Exactly. Whereas if you go to a, you know, this, this place and you just like, it says it's okay, but now I'm realizing it's not okay. And you yeah. turn around and walk away. Yeah. No one will ever know that how scarred you truly are, but it's just like, what draws people to certain,
0: it's an interesting phenomenon, man. Ever things. since I heard about this place, I've been pretty fascinated by it. So, one one last quick point on that too, because I won't go too far in depth. But you mentioned it. So, during late 2017 and early 2018. So this is what I actually dove into on Monday this week, and kind of I watched a bunch of interviews with Logan Paul and read some articles about it. But uh, during late 2017, early 2018, the Logan Paul suicide forest controversy began with a YouTube video showing the Okigahara forest in which Paul showed the body of a suicide victim on camera. Shocking many viewers and bringing widespread condemnation. So right. he came under a lot of fire for that. I was actually trying to find the YouTube, like his YouTube video. I think it was taken down. I think it's been taken down. There are some people who have, like, some channels who have tried to post like clips from right. that it's video. Out. I mean, it's out, but there. they'll, they'll. YouTube does a pretty good job, from what I could tell, of of finding those right. and taking them down. But, so,
1: but I watched the video and he showed like it's they blur it, but it's like you don't show this kind of shit. Exactly. On, especially because so, his target's like a kid channel. Like you don't exactly, show this. Exactly, yeah. And I think
0: shit. that's what that's what f- caused everyone to be so outraged is like, dude, you don't yeah. realize how many people who watch your channel are children. Right. You can't show that kind it's of shit. It's different.
1: So that. like I've watched, um, <clears throat> I've I've I can't remember what it's called, but they do underwater recovery of like vehicles. Yeah. So people will be like, hey, you know, this is the story of someone who disappeared this night. They've never been able to find them. And then they get into the water with their little dinghies and their sonar, and they are like, hey, there's a car here. Mm-hmm. Put their scuba gear on, go down there. And we'll, most of the ones I watch, obviously, if they make the video, they're like, yeah, we found a car. And then they try and they call the police and they do all this shit, right? But they like find dead bodies in these vehicles oh, and God. stuff. like. And there was one that they went off a bridge in like the 70s or 80s. Like it was a mom and her two young kids. And no one was able to find them and they like found the car and the divers go down there and they're bringing And this car's just jacked up and oh, but yeah. it's like in the water and they're bringing it up and you just see like a boot fall out and it's like but they're not there to like preach to kids they're there to try and tell this person's story and then yeah. help this is help a, a family channel? get closure yeah I'll see if I can find that's it that's pretty we interesting off, actually. But, I haven't heard of that um <clears throat> I'll watch these full episodes because they're giving these families like closure and shit on what happened to a loved one. And they're not, it's not suicide. Well, most of them probably aren't suicide. They're
0: They're just accidents. Hey,
1: it was icy, slid off, went in the water. And then the police, you know, if it was in the 70s, they're like, yeah, we're not, we don't have the resources to to go down there and move it on. And then everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. And you could be like fishing there and there's a car down there. Crazy. So it's like, I watch stuff like that, but it becomes one of those like, that's, you know, like, the hearts. This teacher beheading her students and throwing shit in the water. Like, some of these things could happen just by accident that urban legends just, like, right. start to fucking uh-huh. form around it. And well, it's like-
0: and the, the history of, you know lakes and oceans hide so much you know like how oh, yeah. how much shit is at the bottom of deep ass lakes in this country that we just have no right idea
1: all of. the natural lakes that we don't like lake mead bro they're, un- they're on like, yeah, i was gonna say i was gonna bring up like lake mead they've been finding bodies, bodies all kinds of bodies right and people are like well, when were these bodies and their people were like well they're probably in the you know like f- the the yeah. mob run go Vegas back era. decades yeah or it could, could have 50s. been you know a couple years ago yeah and, you know and when you if you tie a person up just right and throw them into a really deep lake, they're probably never going to be found.
0: Right. Unless that lake dries up, which is kind of what's happening. And then they're going to be found. And then it's
1: like, oh, look at all the shit that it opens up.
0: Yeah. Okay. One last one I had on here. And this is actually probably kind of at the front and center of a lot of people's minds because it recently got adapted into a Netflix series that just premiered um, this past month. And this is about The Watcher. Have you heard of this one? The Watcher. This one's relatively creepy. So, back in November 2018, New York Magazine published The Watcher, a story detailing a real-life New Jersey family getting letters from a mysterious stalker. Maria and Derek Broadus, I guess is how you say it, were the subject of scorn in their community with some residents of the idyllic neighborhood they had moved into, accusing them of sending the letters to themselves. Now a Netflix series drawing inspiration from the true story has landed on the streaming service starring Naomi Watts and Bobby Cannavale as couple Nora and Dean Brannock based on the real life couple who requested their names be changed for the dramatization. Um, So, and this, okay, so here, here we go. The the watcher true story. So instead of me rambling about it, I'll just read this. Um, The watcher is inspired by the events detailed in New York magazine slash the cuts article, by Reeves Weidman, who first published in 2018. It tells the true story of Derek and Maria Broadus, a couple who in 2014 bought 657 Boulevard, a sprawling house in the idyllic New Jersey suburb of Westfield. They'd hoped it would become their dream home, but as renovation work on the $1.3 million property began ahead of them moving in, they received a disturbing letter addressed to, quote, the new owner. The, letter, the letter's sender identified themselves as the watcher and claimed to be the house's watcher ahead of its, quote, second coming. The Broadduses shared the content of the letters with the cut, with the first one reading, quote, 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. Quote, My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched it in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out, end quote.
1: Bro, shit like that makes me never want to buy, like, a used house, because you have no fucking clue what you might unearth. Yeah. Like, this house was built in 1843, and you're like, fuck, what what am I going to find?
0: Yeah. The Watcher also made references to the couple's children and asked them to fill the house with, quote, young blood. Quote, you have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted, they wrote. The Broadduses went to the police and were advised not to share the letter's contents with their neighbors, as police believe the most likely scenario was that one of them had sent it. Um, Cast member Farrell recently spoke out about how she hopes the real-life victims steer clear of the new series and never watch it. Explaining that the real-life story was really only a starting point for the Netflix show, she told Radio Times, quote, It was a very different experience for us because we were only the actors, and Ryan uh, Murphy, I think she's talking about the creator of the show, had created very different details, said Farrow. I don't know if my character existed in the lives of these people. She continued, That storyline covered the basic outline, but the details are by Ryan Murphy, so I don't know... Who the family was, I don't know if I ever knew, but I'm sorry for them and everything. Hopefully, they don't see the series. So it seems like... And Ryan Murphy actually is a guy who has created a shit ton of really famous and popular TV shows over the last like 10 to 15 years. I was just so, looking up his IMDb the other day. Guy is just works at an alarming pace. Anyway, so imagine- he created this show, The Watcher, and I, I guess The Watcher takes that true story of this couple and this family receiving these creepy letters from whoever this person the watcher is and kind of takes it and makes it into like a horror story so they I think they're taking taking really uh, giant liberties and leaps with the storyline and I don't know how it wraps up because I as far as I can tell in the true story they never did find out who this person was that was right but
1: imagine like that person's still out there like imagine it's like a legit thing and the person's like well now I'm going to watch the Netflix series and make this a true story like what if you're just feeding yeah all of this shit to this person and you know
0: That's a good point.
1: Yeah, they could just be someone playing a practical joke, right? And they they're just like, "Wow, this got blown out of proportion like so, I can't say I was the one that wrote the letters because I was really yeah. just doing it as a joke to my new neighbors or whatever." But it's like the, you know they perceived him as threatening and all this Dude. other shit. So like, imagine this person actually has that's pretty sus that like mental, and they're like, oh, they're making like if if this they're still alive and all this is still going on. Like imagine they're like, oh yeah, as an episode comes out, I'm gonna have to follow through with what that episode happens.
0: Yeah. So this is asking the question: Was the true story uh, behind the Watcher ever solved? It says, despite several investigations taking place, both by police and former FBI agents hired by the Bradises. The Watcher was never found and continues to be unidentified to this date. Netflix has made some changes to the creepy story, including changing the Broaddus' names and surnames. In the series, they also only have two children, and they appear to be older than the Broaddus' were when they first bought the house. We'll have to watch the show when it airs to find out whether it answers questions, yada, yada, yada. So they never found out who this person was that was sending in the letters. Pretty creepy. Yeah, so they're
1: still out there, and they could be getting ready to
0: fuck up a lot more shit. Well, that's one of those things, dude. I was thinking about it, and I'm like, how do you – I mean, it would be nearly impossible to discover who was actually sending those letters. Right. Especially if they're not, like, handwritten. You right. can't compare there them to anyone's handwriting. There a lot of
1: forensic evidence. And-
0: You'd have to basically have surveillance on, like, everyone around that house and catch someone in the act of, like, watching the house. Which right. – is not a crime to just be looking at someone's house. It'd be like house, Disturbia you know I
1: mean? though, where they have cameras set up and they're like right. watching shit. Like,
0: yeah. So it's one of those things. Like, how are you ever supposed to catch that person? Like, what are the police and the FBI supposed to do?
1: It could well, be and anyone. then it's like, what's like, what law would they break that? Exactly. You can do not, anything to them they're not
0: technically doing anything other than writing you weird creepy letters and right. supposedly just like you could get a restraining order house. against them but it's yeah, like if they but, send
1: you letters like are they break like I don't know if you can send a restra- like if a restraining order would work right. against like letters
0: yeah that's a good point like so it's one of those things that's like that's really creepy and sus but like you can't fight that really like there's nothing right. you can do I don't Super know, creepy. but so anyway, if anyone should move, if anyone's interested, there's a Netflix show about it now. Well, which- there's
1: some of those houses out there where they're like on the market for like 5.8 million, and they're like, yeah, no one's ever lived in it, but people keep buying it. And it's like, why? And they're like, well, there's like ghosts and there's believed to be people that are like dead inside of it and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, no thanks. Um, What? And they're like, yeah, you know, like one whole family was murked there by like a goat. And you're like, what? And they're like, yeah, like a demon goat came in and
0: just a demon goat fucked
1: everybody up. And they're all, all the bodies are still in the house. If you want to like take a tour before you buy it and you're like, excuse me. And they're like, like, yeah, nah, I'll
0: pass. And people are like,
1: so do people. And they're like, oh yeah, it's just normal life around, but you go in the house, <laughs> you're fucked. And you're Dude, like,
0: that's actually really fucking creepy. I didn't, I didn't really, I mean, I've thought about that with, like, watching some horror movies. And obviously, like, I don't, I haven't bought a house. But it'll be something that I think about of, like, you know, if you buy an old-ass house. Right. People
1: are like, I want one of these chances old are, Victorian e- e- houses. even
0: if there weren't murders in the house, people have died in that house. Right. Like most a gump house. Like, people have died in there. Probably yeah. several.
1: Well, like Would if you just, go to like kind I of mean, unnerving, the different thing, like if you live like, you know, where we live, we've, we've more or less grown up with the development in this yeah, region yeah, yeah. that we've grown up in. And it's one of those things. Where it's like you can go to a house. There might be some crazy shit that happened in there, but you could probably find it now. Yeah. If there was a family that owned that house in 1895 and they had a psychotic son that killed and like did all this weird shit, you might never know that.
0: Yeah. Because the records are just so spotty, right. and like maybe they had some top secret, like hidden thing in like, the basement that no one knows how to find, and
1: like my neighbors, he uh, he passed away in their basement. He had a heart attack. Um, great guy. We we all truly missed him. But I don't think anyone ever told the people who lived there afterwards, and I don't think the people or anyone ever told the people who live there now. Uh, that he passed away in the basement. Isn't that one of if, those things? If I he think has a it, ghost, though, it would be like the best ghost to be around because he was a fucking phenomenal guy. He just, was a hoot. He, he was a guy. Um, you
0: know? Isn't it one of those things I think I've heard if someone is murdered in the house, they, ha- they legally have, they to have to have disclose to that. You, yeah. But just if someone dies, I don't think they have to tell you. Right,
1: that. because it's a little less like... It's not as disturbing. People die. They were just this it's, guy was in his house. When it's he not died. like he like, was laying in bed and someone snuck in and yeah, like slit his throat. Exactly. And like yeah. you don't know why, but it's yeah. like
0: because I think they're supposed to legally disclose that information right. if a murder occurred on the premises because that obviously brings down the value of the home because there's going to be or less if, and less prospective buyers. If it's a famous person,
1: that. it jacks the value up. Well, that's true. That's people true. Are like yeah. oh, this serial killer killed so and so at this house. I want to buy it. I'd be like
0: weirdos dude can we just
1: like blow the house up
0: it's weird that there's like people out there who are like real into that people who are like they, they make that their obsession of like going around and visiting like weird, spots like, where grisly murders have yeah. happened or like buying houses and then where, they,
1: they're like i felt the presence of the victims and the, like, <laughs> the psychopath well dude it's like the vegas shooting you know people are like well what are you gonna do with the suite and i they that floor doesn't exist, like the number, right? It was like, f- like if you go to a lot of hotels, um, the 14th floor doesn't exist. Th- it's either the 13th, it's the, floor th- the 13th floor. It doesn't yeah. exist, um, or if it does, it's for the maids, the housekeeping. Like that's what it's used for. Well, I think
0: it's funny because obviously, if you have a building over 13 stories, there's there is a 13th level, right? But they it's just not- don't label it on the elevators, right. yeah.
1: And then there's like. Um, it, like of a room like that. which
0: is actually kind of insane if you think about that that means that collectively as a society we have all bought into the eeriness of the f- the 13th floor to where when they build new buildings they'll put in it goes from 12 to 14 on the elevator well and we all know there's an actual 13th floor we all know if you look at the outside and you count up you're going to get to a 13th one right that's just how it works right but we've all been like, collectively as a society, we're like, hey, guys, don't put 13 on the elevator well, but, buttons and but, nothing but, creepy but, will happen.
1: Think, think about this, too. And I guess this could be urban legend stuff, right? Maybe think, we should think, look that up. Think about this, too, though. It like 9-11, right? We all associate that with the, the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. So on when 9-11 comes around, you always are hearing about another terrorist attack about to happen because... If you're going to have another terrorist attack against the U.S., why not do it on the anniversary of the worst terrorist attack on American soil, right? So that's not necessarily an urban legend, but it's one of those things like people are going to be like, you know, there's always a threat of a terrorist attack, right? Every day, I'm sure. But 9-11 is that extra heightened security and all this other stuff because of what it symbolically means now. And it's the same with like 420, right? People are like, oh, you know, it's let's go get high, but then there's also people that are like, It's Hitler's birthday and like all this other crazy shit that's associated with a date. And it's like people will go through with it. So like numbers drive people, what is it, like thirteen sixty nine and or six 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 is like the devil's number or whatever. Yep. Like numbers drive people to do weird shit. So like going back to what I was saying about the Vegas thing, that room doesn't exist anymore. Like
0: in Vegas, in they Vegas, got rid of it.
1: That Mandalay Bay room doesn't exist. If they changed it, like they it's storage, right? So people can't you can't get that repeat
0: right, right, issue to go in there, yeah. right?
1: So if you take away numbers where people are like, oh, he was in room four twenty on the thirteenth floor and at six well, there's no six sixty six time, but someone would probably try and bend it to be like yeah. six sixty six time on you know this event happened. People are like, oh, it's associated with all this shit. Like, they try and eliminate stuff mm-hmm. like that because you do have people that out makes there sense. that are like.
0: Like the copycat type stuff. Right, the yeah.
1: copycat. And it's just like, they're like oh, I'm going to do this. And then there's going to be books and movies exactly, and all this yeah. shit written about me. And, and it's like, well, no, he did it. And he was on the 15th floor. And he's just a real piece of shit.
0: Yeah. So I was looking up while you were talking the kind of origins of the whole 13th floor thing. I guess it only applies to hotels.
1: Right, there's office from buildings what I'm, that are on the 30th. From
0: what I'm seeing. So for years, hoteliers have succumbed to good old-fashioned superstition when they've crafted their blueprints. And while the practice of removing the 13th floor or erasing its traces may seem a bit drastic, it can be partly attributed to a very real phobia. Specifically, let's see if I can get this right, Triska de cafe Triska like the number of
1: the fear of number 13,
0: which is an extreme suspicion of the number 13 to wit Friday the 13th gets a bad rap as an unlucky day. But there are also folks who believe it's no coincidence that Princess Diana died at the 13th pillar of the Pont de, de l'Alma tunnel or that the space shuttle Columbia disaster occurred on the thir- on the 113th flight of the shuttle. Ooh. Re- right, so now we get a conspiracy theories. yeah by removing the 13th floor many hotel owners are simply making sure they don't alienate any superstitious clients but is it worth the trouble according to a 2007 USA Today article 13% aha 13% of Gallup poll respondents would be bothered by a 13th floor room assignment in the same in the same article hotel industry veteran JW Marriott jr. responded it was one of the first things I learned don't go to 13. So how does the practice hold up in Chicago? As one of the city's oldest hotels, the luxurious Palmer House Hilton still has its 13th floor. A lot of older buildings still have the 13th floor, and the Palmer House Hilton is a 140-year-old property, so it's tough to say whether the developers were even concerned with that at the time, adds a hotel customer service rep at the hotel. However, two blocks away at the 105-year-old Hotel Burnham, things are a little different. There is no 13th floor here. It goes from 12 to 14. Set a front desk employee. People don't really notice it. I think it's a standard practice in Chicago. In Chicago, honestly, I don't think I've seen a 13th floor in the city. Super interesting. What an interesting, like, right? Phenomenon. It's just,
1: I mean, I can get it. Like, I can understand it. But at the same time, you're like, this is what our society has come to that, like, you know, this is stuff that people are afraid of. Is well, that's okay, why it's like, what are all the legends and, and conspiracy theories around these numbers, right? Yeah.
0: Like, well, I think that's, that's why. I find it so Friday the 13th everyone's interesting. Interesting. like I haven't I haven't really like dove into the history about it. I've heard that like people have told me this before but it's like isn't that kind of bizarre that like as a society we're just like this is common practice to give into a superstition like this. Right, but at the
1: same time, like you said, though, if you go to a, a hotel that's, you know, like for your your wedding, the hotel is obviously more than 13 floors. Right. I didn't pay attention to what number. I don't even think I because looked. Yeah. If you think about it, they're never like, yeah, you're at 1328 yeah. your room. You know, it's like you're at 1248 or you're at 14. So you are immediately are just like, yeah, I got to go to floor 14. Yeah, right? you, you just bypass it. Your brain's just yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, it's like, like
0: a mind trick, even though you're technically probably on the 13th floor. You, right, you, or you don't realize this. that
1: the elevator goes one extra floor up.
0: Yeah, really interesting.
1: <laughs> or does the 13th floor not exist because they don't count the ground? Oh, that's what they can do, too, is ground level, it could be the 13th floor, technically. So ground level, instead of it being the first floor, is actually the 13th I just broke the conspiracy. And we're going to, yeah, I'm going to write a book.
0: Okay. I wasn't really following your logic there. Yeah, you'll there, follow the <laughs> book worry, I got it. I can't give my
1: secrets away now. All
0: right. Yeah. Let me know when the book comes out. Oh, it'll be out tomorrow. <laughs> um, well, that's all I had in terms of urban legends. So, um, I think this is
1: another episode that it could go on for.
0: Right. Yeah. We could keep looking stuff up, I'm sure, but we're already at like an hour and a half here almost. So, um, unless you have anything else you wanted to cover before we wrap up. Nope. Any I'm, just, I'm, I'm just never
1: going to try and run across any of the spooky shit. You know me, I try and avoid that kind of.
0: Exactly. Although I will
1: say, now that it's fucking Halloween, for some reason around Halloween season, and you know me, I hate fucking clowns, right? Uh So I take the dog out late at night. It's not like super dark. There's a lot of lights on all these buildings, but you could hear like the leaf crackle and she'll like turn and look. And I'm always like ready to just fuck somebody up, like ready to just turn and go. But I'm always like playing in my head. I'm like, what happens if I see a clown? like do i run to my house but then they know where i live or do i just fucking go full psycho mode and just go at them
0: that's definitely a strategy is go go crazy
1: because it's like one of those things like if someone's you can, trying to you fuck out with crazy you, it's just, them yeah right yeah. like if someone's trying to fuck with you mentally and they're like yeah, i'm gonna scare that's person, what it is a
0: lot of it's mind games
1: and you're just like, yeah. You think you're gonna fuck with me? Yeah, you're like, I'm yeah. terrified inside. But guess what? You're not getting out of It's like they in just uh, run at him, and they're like, "Oh shit!" It's
0: like, like in um, "I Love You, Man." Have you seen "I Love You, Man"?
1: I've seen small bits and.
0: Pieces oh, okay, of it. so there's a there's a bit on in that movie where he's walking his dog along like the boardwalk in uh, in California, like along the beach, and his dog takes a shit and he doesn't pick it up, and he just keeps walking. And he, Paul Rudd's asking him like. You're not gonna pick up your dog shit. And he's like, no, nah, no, no, I am not doing that. I'm not. I'm not picking it up. And this guy is running behind them and steps in it, and he just, of course, loses his mind. Like, hey, what the fuck, man? Pick up your dog shit. And he just like, <laughs> he the guy, the character's name is Sydney. He's just like, ah, and like gets all big and just starts yelling. The guy just goes, what the fuck? And like turns around and runs the other way. And he's like, dude, that was crazy. He goes, oh yeah, dude, that's like, an actual strategy. If you just like act fucking crazy, most people are just gonna run away. They're like, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I think about that all the time. I'm like, it's a real thing. I right. think if. You know, because think about if you were walking along the street and some person is acting all fucking tweaky and you know, like crazy and yeah, shit, you're, like, you're gonna like give them a like, wide berth. Right, you're gonna yeah. be like, I'm gonna go over here. So it's like a, that's a real. If you try and out crazy someone, they're gonna be like, Nah, this is not working. I mean, and there's there's on. some people that you try and
1: out crazy, and it just makes them like amplify right. Amplify even more. Yeah, like, yeah ah, that it, it could, it could backfire. Gosh. Which is, I just brought out the beast. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I shit. thought I was gonna give you the beast, and then you went to this level. <laughs> like, and I was well, like, I'm not ready. to I immediately
0: regret this decision. I'm sorry.
1: No, dude, I think it's funny. Like, last night at softball, this dude took a walk in our playoff game. And it's like, come on, dude, it's co-ed. Like, we're in the lowest league. Just have fun. And so we were – and this was to start the game. And we are like, talking shit to him. And he goes, you want 25 T-shirts? So, like, I'm a very unconfrontational person. But, like, if you push me to the ledge, like, my mouth will go. And it's one of those things where it's just, like, I don't care what I say. Like, I'll do, like, crazy eye shit. Like – and he got up to bat and I started talking shit to him and like he had a home run and all this shit. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like, why would you take a walk if you can hit a fucking home run? (laughs) What a dick. And so I was like talking shit and you know, it's one of those things like it's the person you don't think that'll go batshit crazy that all of a sudden goes to that extra level. You're like, Holy fuck. Like,
0: well, that's just good advice for people out there. Like you never know who you're walking past that is an absolute fucking lunatic. So right. just be nice to people. and hey, just
1: be nice because you <laughs> never know. Yeah. They might just turn and headbutt you and yeah. you're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah. Or you could be that raging lunatic and someone pisses you off. So, yeah. you know, it goes both exactly. ways again.
0: So that's our little public service announcement at the end yeah. of our halloween podcast you never so. know
1: who you're fucking with <laughs> fuck, around, fuck and around and find, find out, out. <laughs> we should do an episode of fuck around and find out and we're just gonna go through shit where
0: people fucked around too and hard found and out and i found actually found like out. that idea that's pretty funny um all right well well i think we're kind of wrapping up here so thanks everybody for joining oh. happy halloween happy spooky season we hoped you enjoyed our uh, urban legends and scary stories talk today so um yeah everyone have a safe and happy Halloween. Don't eat too much candy. Um, yeah, and then uh, go visit the Podbean page, the Facebook page, if you want to find yeah, the let links. Us, let us know your urban um, just, uh, yeah.
1: stories that we missed.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, you'll find our email information on the Podbean page and on Facebook, so just search Just Browse, and at one of those two places you'll find all that. Um, feel free to send us an email. If, we have, if you have some urban legends you want us to talk about next time, maybe we'll dive into them, do a little research on them, and talk about them. So, Um, yeah, but anyway, um, happy spooky season, everyone. Happy Halloween. And we'll talk to you next time.
1: Yep. Have a good one. Stay safe. See ya. Bye.